What's going on, man? It's your boy, Jay Holly, back for another episode of Unfiltered with Jesse Holly, episode 14. Woo! We putting these things out, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are far too kind. You could have been anywhere in the world, but I'm so glad that you are here with me. I am the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel me when I speak, man. Uh, what a what a wonderful day! Like I, I I'm I'm truly enjoying this day. And you guys know how I like to get down. I like to give my positivity up front. Some of y'all ain't gonna make it to the end. So I want you to hear this before you do anything else, before I give you any sport content, before I give you any jokes or any laugh, I want you to feel a little bit of just positivity because that's what I'm about. I'm, I'm about, I'm unfiltered, I am, and I'm not for everybody. But I do want to leave you, if you get nothing else from this, with a little bit of, of positivity. And what I'm bringing you today is this. Be firm in your destination, be flexible in your journey. All of us have these goals and aspirations. We manifest them. We pray about them. We do vision boards. We do all these different things that, that, that will lead to us reaching our ultimate goals. Whether that's a house or a car or marriage or kids or jobs or school or financial goals. Whatever those things are, there is this goal in mind that we have. There is this destination that we're trying to get to. And what I want you to understand is to always be firm in where you want to go. That, that, whatever that thing is, be firm in that. Don't, don't waver from that. You want to have kids? Be firm in you want to have kids. You, you, you want to get married? Be firm in wanting to get married. You want to go to school? Be firm in wanting to go to school. A job, a new location, a house, a car. Be firm in those things that you want to achieve, accomplish, or have in your life. But a lot of times we think, because we've been told all our lives is, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. And we think oftentimes that whatever that goal is, that destination is, that we would love for it to be. And I would love for it to be a straight line. Point A to point B. Problem is, that ain't how life works. <laughs> That's just not how life works. Life's going to throw you curves. Life's going to throw you bumps, detours, all those things. But I, I just want to encourage you to give yourself a little bit of grace in your growth. Give yourself a little bit of grace in that. But understand that that destination is firm. We're not coming off that destination. We are getting there through hell or high water. We are getting to that place. But don't let your point A to your point B be the only way that you get there. Don't let that straight line that now has turned into this squiggly all over the place line, don't let that deter you. Continue to be firm in that. Be flexible in how you get there. Because many times, life is not from point A to point B. It's detours, it's squiggly, it's up, it's down, it's weight, it's hold on. Road closed, take this detour, stuck in traffic, got a flat tire. There are many different things that we must go through to get to that destination. But never, no matter what you do, never, no matter what comes your way, never, no matter how long it takes, 
never, never, ever turn away from that destination. But be willing to be flexible in the journey to get there. It's worth it. You're worth it. You'll enjoy it at the end. All right? Be cool. Be firm in your journey. Be firm in your destination. Be flexible in your journey. All right, let's get into this thing right now, man. Because this is why you came here, right? You came here for the sports content right now. Cowboys, I'm always going to start with Cowboys. That's really all I know. Cowboys take on the Cardinals this Sunday. And many people look at this game because the Cardinals are in full-blown to me. This is just Jesse Holly speaking here, unfiltredly. Is that a word? Unfiltered, unfiltredly? Does Jesse Holly speaking here unfiltered? No, that's not a word. I made that up. This is just Jesse Holly speaking here unfiltered. I believe the children are our future. Teach them well. No. I believe that the Arizona Cardinals are organically tanking. They aren't going to play Colin Murray this year. They are looking to find a way to get Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC, who I am not mad at them. Dude is a dog. He, he is a dog. And so this season, one of these, like, we're going to do just enough to keep it competitive and lose in the end. Now, I don't know what they're going to do with Colin Murray's contract when it's all said and done. Still owe him a boatload of money. They tied him and uh, uh, Cliff Kingsbury together, and they made some dumb decisions. Kingsbury was in Budapest somewhere just sitting on that money before he got called back to come to coach, and Kyler is rehabbing his ACL injury right now. Probably won't take a snap this season. And so they're going out there, and I got a chance to break down some film uh, last night. And what I saw from this Cardinals team is it's a, it's a group of energy guys. It's a group of guys who try really hard. It's a group of guys who have good energy, uh, especially defensively. The problem is, in this league, in the National Football League, you got to have more than just guys. It just doesn't work. There is a reason that guys get these astronomical contracts. There is a reason why guys are on the face of tickets. There's a reason why guys are on the face of the programs and the, the, the media kits, because they're that dude. I dare you that if you are not an Arizona Cardinal fan, to name five guys on the Arizona Cardinals. Don't worry. I'll wait. No, I'm not going to wait. I don't have that much time. It's difficult to name five dudes on the Arizona Cardinals. And you could say Josh Dobbs, but he just got there like a month or so ago. And that's, that, that is just what the Arizona Cardinals are right now. They're, they're a team that are filled with guys. None of these guys truly have any... Now, I, when I say this, understand that I'm not trying to crap on any of these guys. I'm not, that's not what I'm here to do. I, I'm just saying that this league is a league that's built on names. There's a reason that Micah Parsons, you, that's a household name. He ain't just a dude. There's a reason that Patrick Mahomes is a household name. He ain't just a dude. There's a reason for guys like uh, um, T.J. Watt and, and Saquon Barkley and names like that, Aaron Donald. These, these names you know there are certain names that you know just by the name. You don't have to even say the whole name. If I go Tom, you go, oh, Tom Brady. If I go Aaron, thinking about Aaron Rodgers, there are certain names that you just know 
by first name. It's like saying Michael. I'm talking about basketball. You know who people are talking about. Kobe. LeBron. You don't need the full name. Those are not just guys. Those are the men. They are, they are the hymns. And the Arizona Cardinals don't have any hymns on this football team. Um, gritty group, though. Gritty group. Uh, I told you guys before the way that this Cowboys offense is just clicking right now. Mike McCarthy, he like this. He's doing the Miles Garrett. He's like, we hooping. Uh, uh, we, we, we grinding. We, we, we doing our thing. And it's, it's, it's efficient. I, I wanted to explain to you the level of dominance that is happening on the Cowboys, both offensively and defensively. For example, the Cowboys are number one in points per game this season. The Cowboys are also number one in points allowed. You know who number one on turnovers? The Cowboys, number one. You also know number one in takeovers in the league? You guessed it, the Cowboys. Passing yards allowed, the Cowboys are first. Net yards per attempt allowed, Cowboys are first. Offensively and defensively, the, the Dallas Cowboys, if not the dominant, the most dominant, one of the top dominant teams, both offensively and defensively, in the National Football League. So when these two teams come together, and I know there's a lot of Cowboy fans that have been asking and waiting for, we want to see Dak Prescott have one of those games. I'm not a betting man. I'm a Vegas guy. But I'm willing to bet a nice chunk of change. You're getting ready to see it. You're getting ready to see it. And, it, and it's funny, I posted a video the other night, and I, you know what, Arizona Cardinals fans, I, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate y'all because y'all, you know, I, I went at one of y'all rookies. I did. I said, this is a rookie on the Arizona Cardinals, and I, his name is like Key, Key Trail Clark, number 13, from Virginia. And, boy, the folks from the 804, shout out to the 804, my best friend is from the 804, Daysville, Virginia, my best friend is from. But the 804, Y'all stood up for your boy. And I called him lunch meat. And I stand by that. Because when he has to go up against C.D. Lamb, whatever lunch meat you like, turkey, I, I'm a boar's head lunch meat dude. No, don't give me that other, don't give me that stuff already prepackaged. I like mine sliced at the counter. Boar's head. Pause. But I like, I like that's how I like my lunch meat. Keytrail Clark. When C.D. Lamb gets a hold of you, son, you're going to have your welcome to the NFL moment. I watched you against the Giants and, and, and dudes who are far less than C.D. Lamb. Yeah, was working you. But I said it, and, and the Cardinals fans, they were like coming at me. And I'm usually a petty guy. I'm usually a guy like, you know what? I don't mind a good battle in my life. I appreciate a good battle. I just let them have it. I said, you know what? I, I respect that. Despite you guys knowing that he's about to get cooked, y'all standing up for your boy. I appreciate the love from the Cardinals fans. Y'all did what you were supposed to do. You held your dude down. That's what I like. Hold me down like that, too, by liking, subscribing, doing all that kind of stuff on my show. Cowboys fans and others. But the Cowboys have, have they're, they're, uh, this team has become a defensive-led team. I just, I'm going to be honest with you. And they're like a bow constrictor. They just choke you out. The Cowboys defensively have not allowed in the second half of games their opponent to get into their 40-yard line. Think about that for a second. Like just over half the field, 50-yard line, they haven't let opponents get into their territory. 
minus the 40-yard line. That is constricting. Understand, we're talking about other NFL players. That's how dominant this defense is. And it's led by Micah Parsons, who, by the way, he's been lobbying to try to get in uh, some offensive snaps. This, this is when you know you're having fun. You know that you're having fun as a player when you start openly talking about, hey, I, 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 need, a, I need a Micah Parsons you know, tight end touchdown package. Add me in, coach. And he's kind of been he's kind of been putting that out there a little bit, telling about, you know, hey, Coach McCarthy's going to get me into that thing. I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a run a couple routes. I show him in practice. Honestly, there's one player on this football team that I probably think can go both ways in like almost like Travis Hunter. It's Micah Parsons. So I think there's a, there's a touchdown on the offensive side in the near future of Micah Parsons. He has earned that right, too. Only thing is, you got to come right, son, because if you drop it, you're never getting an opportunity again. But he's been that dominant on the defensive side of the ball. Even he had his Miles Garrett moment in the last game. He was kind of like showing, a t- showing a, the, 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 the center, like, hey, I'm about to do this move on you right quick. Ball snap, whoop, whoop, bye you, see you. But I, I look for this, this defense to continue its dominating fashion against Josh Dobbs. And, and Josh Dobbs, like, signing him was a signing where you had a capable quarterback. But Josh Dobbs, and I, I, I applaud him in this, he's not bought into the whole tanking thing. Josh Dobbs is like, I'm trying to work to get another job. So I can't be out here just putting his nonsense on the field because y'all are eventually going to release him when you, when you get Caleb Williams. And I, I need to make sure I got enough film out here and show people that I'm still willing to put in the effort. Guys like James Conner's the same way. You, you know what running backs are right now in the world. The running back for the Cardinals, he's playing like, uh, yeah, y'all, they want to tank, but I also want to work in this league for a while. So I'm going to keep playing really, really hard. It's just the fact of the matter is they don't have enough. They don't have enough guys. It, it reminds me of, remember the New York Knicks under Thibodeau? And they had that good, had that good season. They went to the playoffs, and everybody kept saying about that Thibodeau team, boy, they play hard. Boy, they play a but that is a gritty group. They just play really, really, really hard, and they're winning games, and they're like, they're like number two in the East, and they're just like, man, they're playing really, really hard in the regular season. And then they got to the playoffs, and I believe it was like Charles Barkley or Kenny, the Jet Smith. One of them said, "But what happens now when you meet a team that plays just as hard as you?" with dudes. So y'all had this collective group of, of blue-collar dudes, coal miners, you know, factory workers, General Motors, Ford, you, you, you know, this hard hat and, and lunch pail type dudes. And so those guys played hard and physical and tough with the level of passion and energy that you needed, and you were eking out games. But it was during the regular season. And then the playoffs came. And then someone matched your passion with passion. But they were God-given a little bit more talent. And you got the doors beat off you. Like, that's what's going to happen to the Cardinals. It's, it's going to be, boy, y'all play really hard. You, you just don't have CeeDee Lambs on your team. You, you just don't have Tyron Smiths roaming around your locker room. You just don't have... 
Zach Martins that line up in the same uniform that you guys wear. You, you don't have Tank Lawrence's in your in your lineup, and and, and J. Ron Curses and Micah Parsons, and you don't have guys like Trayvon Diggs. You just don't have the guys. And so you, when you get force matched with force, that force is more talented. That's when you get dragged in the deep waters and you die. Metaphorically speaking. So that's what I think is going to happen to the Cardinals. Uh, I think that they play with good effort. Um, I think that they put on a good show. I think that you're interested early in this football game. And then you see the talent deficiency that they have. And you see the talent surplus that the Cowboys have. Like real, real, real talent. And things get ugly. And it's okay because everything works out for the greater good. Y'all actually want to lose this game so you can get closer to getting Caleb Williams. And we're supposed to win this game as the Cowboys. And so everything works out. And the fans get a good show. And then we have something more to talk about on Monday. So that's what I see in this game happening. Uh, I see another commanding game from Dak Prescott. I see CeeDee Lamb continue to ascend to that elite level of quarterbacking. Sorry, Key Trail Clark from the 804. But you lunch meat, my guy. It's going to happen to you. But it happens to the best of them. It's not just you. It's guys who have been in this league longer than you, rookie. It just happens when you when you got to face with those guys. Use it as motivation to get better. But you gotta just you gotta just face this dog, man. That's just what it is. You gotta face this dog, and it happens to the best of them. So good luck to you, young man, and the people that support you. A lot of folks support you, Keith. That's a good thing. They can't help you on Sunday, but they can help you when it's over. They can be there for moral support. They can pick you up off the ground. You need those folks on your team. All right, man, let's go around sports. I love a good backing the bus up over a coach. I told you guys before, I was out on Bears quarterback Justin Fields. I, I just I just am. And, and, and it's nothing personal against Justin. I, for one, think Justin Fields, one, he's an Ohio State quarterback, Sorry, Buckeye fans, don't come at me. Don't turn off the channel. But your quarterbacks historically get to the league and don't do anything. Your running backs are well. Your receivers are well. Your defensive guys will do well. You have a plethora of other guys who do fantastic in the National Football League. Your quarterbacks? Well, I don't. it's something about when they leave Columbus, the slipper comes off. The carriage turns back into a pumpkin. The Megda Stallions turn back into mice. And you go back to being in the house cleaning up Cinderella's. And the shoe never, the, like the prince never finds you. The, 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 the transition from Columbus to the league, it never really the curl don't always curl all the way over for Ohio State quarterbacks. And I think Justin Fields is another example of that. He is an athlete that is playing quarterback. And I've, I've never been too keen or too, too cool with those types. 
give me a quarterback who's athletic. Because what I don't want is, I don't want you to trust your athletic ability more than you trust your arm. As a receiver. <laughs> uh, I got uh, All receivers got a little bit of that Keyshawn in them. Throw me the damn ball. All receivers, like, we always have that diva in us. And Justin Fields is just one of the guys who are, he's just not a good quarterback. Well, after two weeks of the season and two less than stellar games by Justin Fields, the reporters get the asking the questions. What's wrong? And Justin Fields tried to give this eloquent answer with information. He's trying to give you information, and the thing that he said about it, it was just, you know, I'm not playing free. I'm playing robotic. I'm just, I'm thinking too much. I'm trying to do too much of, I just, I need to go out there and just be me. I need to go out there and just be, be an athlete, be, be a quarterback, and just play freely. And they begin to ask about, like, you know, like, what do you think is causing this and all the other kind of stuff? And he basically kind of just talks about, like, coaching. Coaching. <laughs> and sometimes, athletes, we can be brutally honest when we, when we probably should. But that's what he said. He said, he said coaching. And the last couple of quarterbacks that's been in the Chicago Bears system, Mitch Trubisky, high draft pick, Justin Fields, high draft pick, have not turned out to be very good. I do believe some of it's coaching. I do believe some of it's Justin Fields. A lot of it's Justin Fields. And the reports that have come out, those, that coaching staff in Chicago, they got a lot of stuff going on over there. Is some folks is getting leaving, arrested. I don't know. That's, that's a topic for another discussion. But just with, with, with Justin Fields, it's the fact that you're not processing what's happening on the field. You're not pulling the trigger on the balls and passes that should be thrown to your receivers. They went and got you weapons, got you DJ Moore. You have some other weapons. You're not even truly losing your athleticism to create more, more lanes for you to throw in. You're not reading the field well. You're not seeing the progressions well. There's a lot that you should be doing better that you just aren't. And a lot of people have pushed you to a place where they thought that you were a really good quarterback. I, I for one, think you're a fine young man. I have nothing personally against you. But Justin Fields, the NFL quarterback, it just ain't it, homie. It just ain't it. And maybe you need to go somewhere else. Maybe you need to have that fresh start somewhere. But right now, you, you, you are a shell of what we saw at Ohio State. with no light to show us differently. Long season. We're only in week two. You could turn this thing around. But I just don't see it. I, I don't see the tools that are even there to be sharpened enough to put you in that conversation of where you need to be in as far as the, the competition of quarterbacks in the National Football League. I don't think you're there. And that organization as a whole may just be need to be blown up and start all over again. But some coaching, a lot to do with you. And 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 then Justin Fields came back and he said, he's like, well, let me recant what I said. And, and you know, it, it was you could tell it was one of those moments where 
it came out. It got to the coaches. They had a little powwow and said, come on. Like, Matt Eberflew said, come on. Now, Justin, like, ah, you can't do that. You, you can't call out my coach in the media like that. And so it was a moment for Justin Fields to come back to recant his statement. And, and, and I'm not going to lie. I love the way he handled it. He took full accountability. He, he complimented the reporters and said he understood that they have a job to do. He thanked them for what they did or for what they do. He asked them not to just, you know, misquote. I don't think they misquoted him. I heard the whole interview. But then he was kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm going to put this on me. Whether it's good, bad, or different, I, I take full accountability of it. But in that moment, it was, yeah, I said what I really felt earlier. But now let me clean it up for, for leadership's sake. But he said what he said. And I, and I think he meant it. I, I think he truly meant that, you know what, it's coaching. And, 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 and that has something to do with it. But I believe it's both. I believe it's probably 70-30. 30% coaching, 70% Justin Fields. It just ain't working for me. But, hey, throw a coach under the bus. Great for topics that we can talk about. And sometimes coaches need to be thrown under the bus. Sometimes you need to say what's on your – say it with your chest. Sometimes you need to say it with your chest every now and again. So I figured Justin Fields. Um, Kareem Hunt. Free agent running back, was with the Browns, then was with Kansas City, is now back with the Browns again. Signed today, uh, one-year deal up to $4 million. That comes on the heel of a gruesome and devastating injury to Nick Chubb, who will require surgery. I'm hearing some even say two surgeries. They'll have to do one, and then they'll have to come back a few weeks later and do another one. I, I think that knee... Is 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 oodles and noodles. It's toast. It's done. Now this is a guy who's had the same type of surgery where it was like PCL, ACL, MCL, LCL, all gone, all damaged, and he wrote, he re, he rebuilt himself and came back. So it, it, I guess if you could do it once, you can do it again. And, and my, nothing but my prayers go out to to Nick Chubb because you never want to see that happening. But Kareem Hunt is back with the Cleveland Browns, and I have no problem with this signing. I don't. What I always have an issue with, and I don't have a problem with second chances, and what I'm about to say next, I'm not trying to hash old things about Kareem Hunt. It's more of an indictment on the NFL, its ownership, its words, and how a lot of it is bull. I'm all for second chances. We live, I, I, trust me, no one's got more second chances than Jesse Holly. But I also never put my hands on a woman either. Um, Kareem Hunt back in 2018 or 19 was, was videoed mud stomping a woman. And a lot of times we hear these teams and these leagues and these owners, and they talk about certain things. They have this integrity and they have this, they, they have these ways that they go about with them. And I am a firm believer I will stand on this to the day that y'all are standing over top of me, dropping flowers in a hole. There is a talent versus tolerance that is perpetuated all through 
athletics, not just the National Football League. And I'd much rather people just say that and own that than trying to address or address this thing up as something that it's not. You say that you have these standards. You say that you have these. Uh, you're accountable for the certain things. But if a player is talented enough, and we've seen that with the Cleveland Browns, I mean, they, they are a franchise at this point in time. I mean, they gave they gave Deshaun Watson a $260 million contract on the heels of him having, I think, 25 cases of some sort of sexual misconduct that some were just vanished, some were cleared, but clearly something went on. And winning is always takes precedence over anything else. And that's the only thing that bothers me, is that you try to, as my grandmother used to say, pee in my eye and tell me it's raining. Nah. Y'all, this is a talent-based league. Any professional league is a talent-based league. And unless that person is literally in jail, I truly believe if they're talented enough and your team is desperate enough, because I do find Cleveland to be in a place of being desperate. They want this thing to work so bad. Of what, for what they pay for their quarterback and the thing that they have around them, they, there's these windows that are in the National Football League. And Cleveland's trying to cash in in the window of players with contracts and so on and so forth. Nick Chubb was a big part of that plan. Unfortunate injury, plans change. But I, I'm... My thing is just say it. Don't don't keep trying to sugarcoat this thing when if a dude is talented enough, you're going to give him a job, no matter what he did. No matter what he did. We've seen it time and time and time and time again. If you're physically able to play and you're skillful enough, Professional sports will find a place for you. And I'm not saying that people don't deserve second chances. Just say what just just mean what you say and say what you mean. That's it. And I'm I was reminded by that when I saw Kareem Hunt be re-signed by the Cleveland Browns. Makes sense. Ohio kid, they they have a need. But don't 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 try to say certain things in the media. And I'm, this is not targeted just at the Browns. This situation just had me recant that. It's all the, it's all the league. It's all the teams. It's Cowboys, it's Patriots. It's all of the teams. You name them, I'm sure I can name a person on that team that has done something that that team has probably said, well, we don't really, that's not really what we stand for. But you cut them a check. You give them a job. So you do stand for it. Don't tell me you don't stand for abuse against women when you employ people that abuse women. <laughs> Don't tell me that you're against drunk driving 
when you employ people that's been busted, both coaching and playing, for DUIs or DWIs. Don't tell me you're against X, Y, and Z when you employ people that do X, Y, and Z. Just say, hey, we're in a talent-based business. And right now, we're going to tolerate that because they're talented enough. That's just the nature of the beast. But don't, don't, don't PMI and tell me it's raining when you do the opposite in private slash public that you try to portray to the rest of the world that you don't do. It's a lie then. It's a lie now. It'll lie be forever. Just say it. Just say it. I, 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 am here to, I am here to make money and win games. How do I do that? Talented dudes. Talented human beings. And if they have a checker past, depend on how checkered it is. Depend on how talented they are. We're going to employ them. Because they can help me make more money. And they can help my football team, basketball team, baseball team, hockey team, soccer team. Name the team. That's just what it is. Call it that. Another, this is an interesting story. This is a, this is a wild one. This, is, this, one, this one is a, it's a wild, 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 foul, wild, wild story. Former New England, and I'm going to say New England Patriots because I'm going to tie it into that. Former New England Patriots, Sergio Brown. This got layers this has layers. I, when I, my, I finished my career with the New England Patriots, I was teammates with Sergio Brown. If, if you are a casual fan, then you probably won't know who Sergio Brown is. If you are a diehard football fan, Sergio Brown was one of the guys, when he, went, he played for the Patriots, played for the Jaguars, played for the coach, Colts, and he, he kind of had a, almost like this, oh, I don't know if it was Twitter or Twitch, or not Twitch, but uh, Vine or whatever, but Ric Flair had came in the locker room, or he used to break the team down with, give me two, give me two, clam, two hand claps and a woo. And they would go, pop out, woo. That's how he break the team down. And that kind of went viral for a minute. But this is a wild story. Sergio Brown, 35 years old, former NFL defensive back. On Monday, authorities... In Illinois, Maywood, Illinois, searched the home and found the mother of Sergio Brown in a creek behind the suburban home in Chicago. Now, I can tell you the teammate that I, now mind you, I was in this, this, this locker room had Sergio in it, and this locker room also had Aaron Hernandez in it. Take it for what it's worth. Talented. I'm just telling you. And Sergio, I didn't take, and I don't know if he did it in this one, but sometimes things look a certain way, look like a duck, walk like a duck, crack like a duck, damn it, and a hippo. Okay? And relatives have been saying that they've been kind of seeing Sergio not quite act himself. So after they found his mom's body in the creek, coroners do the exam, and they determine it a homicide.
And so they've been looking for clues. And then there was a neighbor that said that they seen Sergio with the doing a bonfire, burning clothes in the bonfire, and, and but Sergio's nowhere to be found. So now the authorities are saying, was this type of uh, a double murder, a double homicide? Did someone kill Sergio and his mom? Because no one can find Sergio. No one's heard from Sergio. They've been looking for Sergio. Sergio pops up. He does an Instagram story. And you can tell in the way that he's talking, and you can look this up online, I don't think Sergio's all the way there. Now, don't, I, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a medical doctor. I did stay in a Motel 6. But something's not right. And not only is something not right, Sergio is not in the United States of America. Through the video, you can tell, you can hear the music in the background, kind of the scenery. He's somewhere, Mexico, he's somewhere, I don't know. But he ain't here. And now they're trying to piece this thing together. And the, 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 the tone in which he's talking sounds very off. Makes no sense. It's all over the place. Wild accusations. Saying the FBI did it. It's, it's just been a lot of stuff that's, that's just... This is a story that I, 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 I am interested in. Because... This is the second person that I've been in teammates with, one being Aaron Hernandez, the other one now being Sergio, where they didn't seem as if they were these type of people. And I get it. You don't know everybody that you share a locker room with, you share a, a, a workspace with, you share um, a sorority, a fraternity with, whatever, a, a car group. Heck, you don't know everybody you share a Bible study with. You like to think you do. I was around Sergio seven, seven, eight months during the offseason into training camp. I was around for a while. I got a chance to know these people. This is not something that I would have said from the person that I knew he would do. Now, it still hasn't been determined what happened. But his mother was killed. And you start putting pieces together. He can't be found. Neighbors saying they've seen things, the reports they have things on a ring camera and all this other kind of crazy stuff. It's a wild, wild story. If he didn't do it, I pray that he gets some help. Because if somebody murdered my mom, I don't know if I'm going to be in Mexico. I just don't know if it's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I might be around. It might be some funeral arrangements that need to be done. I don't know if a vacation. He said he thought his mom was on vacation somewhere. I don't know. It's a it's an interesting story that needs to be followed, and I'll continue to follow it and give you more updates as they come. But go look for yourself. This is this is one that's uh pretty interesting. Sad, very sad, but an interesting story nonetheless. Because a lot of people, this game of football. I've said this on many other platforms before. The game of football gives you a lot. It does. It gives you notoriety. It gives you purpose. It gives you a job. It gives you a paycheck. It gives you fame. It gives you financial security. It gives you a lot. It takes a lot away from you as well.
You don't leave this game whole. You leave this game broken. Everybody does. Myself included. There are things physically that I go through today that are remnants from my playing days. You, you don't leave this game whole. This game breaks you. It takes pieces of you. Some physically. Some mentally. Some emotionally. Some all together. And a lot of guys who've played this game of football will tell you that. All the guys will tell you that. Your hope is that when you leave, it didn't break you to a point of no repair. Or it didn't break you to a point of no return. But you're not leaving whole. That is the sacrifice that you'll give up. P pieces of you, literally and figuratively, are taken. And that's real. And some lead to sad situations. Some make it out and they live very prosperous lives. But if you ask to a man, if they strapped it up and they stepped across those white lines on that, that 53 and a third by 100, did they leave whole? I'm willing to bet 99.99999% of the people will tell you I am not whole. The game has given me a ton. It's also taken its fair share as well. And that's the reality of it. And a lot of us will ask ourselves or people will ask us, would you do it again? And I would say to you, you're damn right. 100%. Line me up. Put me in the locker room. Give me those hot summer days. Give me the cold tubs. Give me the physicalness. Give me all of it. But this game is a 100% hurt game. And you do not leave whole. That is the cost of doing business in this sport. Football. Sad deal. Um, for Sergio's mom, sad deal for Sergio. I mean, whether he did it or not, he lost his mom. And if he did do it, that, that tells me that there's something not, there's something broken. There's something broken. The game took too much. It took too much. Um, and now what it's taken, he, he can't get back. Because this, this will only end, if he did it, in one way. His life is over. Whether he takes it himself or they lock him away for the rest of it. And that's unfortunate. That's unfortunate. Um, to a, to a, a more, I guess, happier, funnier situation, Travis Kelsey, all-pro tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs, back on the football field. What we like. But Travis Kelsey has been in the news, in the tabloids, in the internets, for something else. And 
it's it's a funny deal to me because I'm always like I, I just nothing to me nothing for Jesse Holly is ever just surface. This always I'm always trying to find the deeper meaning to this. Travis Kelsey has been reported reportedly wanting to and now is dating one Taylor Swift. And my question to you is, is Travis Kelsey dating Taylor Swift a business move or real love? Now, I have been very vocal about what I love, what type of woman that I love. I love the sisters. Love me some black women. Woo! Ah! They something special. God took his time when he made black women's. Nothing against my uh, Anglo-Saxon women. Love y'all too. I just don't love y'all like I love them. I love black women. It's a different type of love. Travis Kelsey his, historically has dated this, this, this sister who is and I, I I look at this and I go, this gotta be a business move for Travis Kelsey. Cause when you look up his old girlfriend, and I'm not saying that she was the perfect person, don't know her personally, don't know Taylor Swift personally. But most men, we are visual creatures. We, we like what we see. That's why you always see dudes drive the red cars, the big trucks, they want the jewelry. We are all about the visualization. That attracts us. Women are more of the sophisticated type. You go, how that fine sister with that? And she'll tell you, he's sweet, he's caring, he's kind, he's complimentary, he's a gentleman. He's all of these things. You'd be like, but that joker ugly. They can look past that. Women can look past that. If you serve women in other areas that 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 speaks to their soul, they can look past that you may be facially challenged. Seal had women. Think about that for a second. Like Seal had women, Rodman had women, Sam Cassell had women, Terrell Suggs had women. Like we talk about we talking about some Pauls. Talking about some ugly dudes. But they had women. Because women can look past the surface. Men, most of the time, if you see, if, if you, most of the time, if, if a dude is like, oh man, it's not all about looks, he ugly. It's not all about looks, man. It's more than just looks. He's broke or he's ugly. That facts. Because if he could have the prettier girl, he would. Some can't. I'm thankful I'm not facially challenged. So I ain't never had those problems in my life before. Thank you very much. Jay Holly Fine. But Travis Kelsey is now in the works of dating Taylor Smith. Taylor Swift, not Smith. Pause. No. Taylor Swift. Shout out to all the Swifties. Please do not come at my head. But if you look at his prior girlfriend, compared to Taylor Swift, visually, because I'm a man, don't need no, I don't know either one of their personalities. 
It ain't even close. It ain't even close. When it comes to looks, not celebrity. Taylor Swift is one of the most, if probably the, one of the top selling artists in the world. Talented, what she does, sells out arenas. I think like only her and Beyonce be selling out arenas. Just flat out looks, it ain't even close. That tells me it's a business decision. And that matters. Y'all think it doesn't matter? I was teammates with Miles Austin. When Miles Austin began his ascension from just a role-playing guy on the football team to superstardom, to a household name. He had his breakout game against the Kansas City Chiefs, 250 yards, broke records, and all of a sudden things got really popular for Miles Austin. And then he started dating Kim Kardashian. Whoa. Whoa. He went from a really good player to national stardom. He was on the Kardashian show. She's at the game. She's at training camp. I mean, it was poof. And it happened like that. Endorsement deals begin to come out the wazoo. I'm not saying that Miles is not talented. I'm saying that Kim Kardashian, dating Kim Kardashian, helped that. You now got put and looked at from a different audience. Because contrary to some of y'all belief, a lot of people are not football fans. I know it's the most popular North American sport. But when, when guys go do Dancing with the Stars... When guys go and do Jeopardy, when guys go and do Family Feud or they're on these different shows, there's an audience of people who would have never known who they were because they don't understand football. They don't watch it. They don't understand it. And you got a helmet on. But Travis Kelsey trying to, he's trying to sell a podcast. Trying to get this documentary, the Kelsey's up and running. It's out there. And Travis Kelsey's probably looking for the future and saying, you know what? This football thing is coming to an end. I'm not saying immediately, script right now. I'm saying that he's looking at the future and he's saying, this thing is coming to an end. And while I have a level of popularity and I probably got more money right now that I can probably spend in a lifetime and my family's good, my kids, 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 kids is good. I, what, what's plan B? Let me get with Taylor Smith. Swift, excuse me, Swift, while I'm hot. I'm hot right now. Off a of Super Bowl, my team's being talked about every single week. If I get with Taylor Swift now, I can now start putting things in place where now the other deals begin to fall into place. Because honestly, in the world that we live in today, who you match with matters. We've seen this all across the board where Dudes who weren't then became the was because of who they were tied to. That's a real thing. And I, I'm not trying to say that Travis Kelsey doesn't deserve love. But when you see what he used, when you see that brother was running stick routes with no helmets on and that thing, whew, for like five years, financially Taylor Swift's an upgrade. Looks why she ain't. 
Taylor Swift only got no top lip. Like, just no lips at all. Just none. Like, I'm not bashing. Swifties, don't come at me. But Taylor Swift is shaped like the spine of a book. Little curves in Taylor Swift. She, like this. She's shaped like the spine of a notebook, of a, a fiction book in the library. I don't know, Travis. I, listen, I, I'm all for the smart business decision. I think this is more of a business decision for our boy, Travis Kelsey, who, let's be honest, ladies and gentlemen, I am unfiltered with Jesse Holly. I am the unfiltered part of this thing. Travis Kelsey, for a large majority of his career, it's always funny when you look at his brother Jason, like Jason looks like the old, they come from the same place, same mama, same daddy, same household. One acts like, I guess where he came from. Travis acts like, like he's like a brother. He wore the beard, his way his haircut, his style. Like Travis act like he was one of the brothers. Got him a sister. He do the dance, he do all the dance moves. Travis said, maybe that wasn't good for all the business that I'm trying to make now. Let me, let me, let me jump over here. Cut the beard off. Now he goes with the little porn stash. His whole styling changed. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that. You got to go beneath the surface. Travis making business decisions. And I'm not mad at you, Trav. Make those business decisions. If Taylor Swift is going to get you where you need to go, ride that Swifty train. And I think everybody wins. I think everybody wins. Travis Kelsey gets what he needs. The celebrity, the endorsements, all that kind of stuff. Maybe he finds real love. Maybe they actually fall in love. If not... They break up. Guess what? Taylor Swift, she has a new song out. And all of the Swifties get to hear. Because sometimes when it comes to artists, the Broken Hearts songs, or when they get to that Broken Heart creativity bag, some of the best ones they've got in their life. Sometimes we be looking for artists to, get breaking, to break up. Because that'd be some of the best music we get. If I'm lying, I'm flying. Some of your best albums... From the singers, songwriters, the best albums have come after a breakup. That's fact. Maybe, maybe this is it. Maybe, maybe they live happily ever after. I don't know. I'm just saying. Sound like me, Tribe? You made a business decision. I'm not mad at it. But what we're not going to do is act like this is an upgrade. Facially, physically, it ain't. It ain't. Shout out to Taylor Swift and all her Swifties. Please, I come in peace. Do not, do not come at me. I don't want to smoke. We'll finish up with this. Y'all thought I was going to leave without talking about Dion? I, listen, I am talking about Dion every single week until it ain't a story no more. And we had this conversation in here, my partner Tay and I. And unbeknownst to me, this, they, had a, they had the same conversation. And I thought to myself, man, how everything is going in Colorado right now with the Colorado Buffaloes and Dion. One of the things that I know for short, especially in the game of football, 
Got to have a quarterback. Don't have no quarterback, you have no chance of winning. Not winning consistently, not winning at a high level. If you got a quarterback, your chances expeditiously, expeditiously rise. Yeah, whatever. You know what I'm like. You know what I mean. They rise significantly. Ask Alabama right now. <laughs> no quarterback, no success. Ask Clemson. Ask Dabo. Ask, ask, ask uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher in Aggieland. Giggle. No quarterback. You you can you can you can you can cancel Christmas. You you are not going to have sustained success. Just aren't. Right now, Dion has a tailor-made quarterback situation. Shador, who he's coached, I mean, he's been around Shador since he was born, right? But he's coached Shador since he was six years old. Is the third best quarterback in the nation. Give or take, wherever you want to put Caleb Williams and Drake May, Shador is now in that conversation. And I got to think it to myself last week, and I was like, boy, does Shador make a decision for himself after this year because he is eligible for the NFL draft. And the one thing that I know that when you hot, sometimes you got to just go. Like when you, because you may not never get that hot again. You may have a down year. Talent might be not be around. Other teams may have caught up. You may get an injury. Think your coordinator might leave. You might have the new offense, whatever it is. When you're a quarterback in college and you hot and you become eligible, pack your bag, son, head to the draft. ASAP. After this season, however this season ends for the Colorado Buffaloes, I think they'll be bowl eligible. Who knows? They got two tough games coming up. Oregon this week, USC next week. At the end of this, all of this, Shador is eligible to go to the draft. Not only is Shador eligible, Shiloh Dion's other son, who got the pick six in the last game against Colorado State. They're both eligible for the NFL draft. Shador will have a ton of interest in him entering the NFL drive, draft. A couple days ago, a clip came out because they, 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 they cover everything they do. And I believe this past Sunday, they were at a Denver Broncos game as a family in the box. Cool. But the question was asked, or Shiloh was kind of talking about, like, man, like, yo, we're going to be out there next year. And Dion, like, who? Who, who going to be out there? And he looks at Shador, and he looks at Shiloh. He was like, out where? He's like, y'all ain't going nowhere. <laughs> y'all coming back. And that begs the question. Is it selfish of Dion to want... At least Shador. I don't, uh, nothing against you, Shiloh. Sweet, sweet young man. Is it selfish of Dion to say that Shiloh and Shador, Shador being the focused one, we're focused on, that you're coming back next year? Because we ain't done doing what we're doing. Travis Hunter, all-world two-way guy, is not eligible for the draft. But Shador, does he now... There's projections out already that Shador is probably somewhere in the NIL company of making three to four million dollars. Good money. Good money. Got a Rolls Royce. Tom Brady said, 
Get out the, get out the damn Rolls Royce. Get in the film room. Get in the film room. You don't need no Rolls Royce. Get in the film room. You need to be watching film, not riding around in the Rolls Royce. That's from Tom Brady. But, but what does Shador do? Does Shador take one for the team and say, Pops, this is my way of giving back? Let me also say, by the way, I never think a kid owes a parent anything. Anything that you did for your son or your daughter, they don't owe you jack. That was your responsibility to do for them. You brought them into this world unbeknownst to them. Some of them wish that they probably weren't born to you. Some of y'all didn't live up to y'all coochie potential. Could have got a better dude. Some of y'all could have been with Bill Gates, Jeff Bezos. Y'all got Tyrone. <laughs> Kids pissed off. You gave Tyrone some raw diggity. Why you ain't give, I don't know, Elon Musk. Let him tap that thing a few times. We could have, I could have been born into a different situation. But is it selfish of Dion to want Shiloh and Shador to come back to another season? Because it's only really to help. Shador won't need anything to raise his stock. His stock is probably as high as it's going to be right now. And if he somehow, some way, performs in a way that he beats Oregon and, and, and USC or one, at least one of those two, and they go into, his stock ain't going to get no higher. Now, maybe they changed their mind, you know, in the season. But I do ask the question. If you're in that situation, if your dad slash coach, your son is the starting quarterback, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, and has another year of eligibility when you're trying to grow this program in Boulder, Colorado, you want your kid to come back and help you out? Or do you want your son to go and live his dream of playing in the National Football League? I don't know if I have the answer. It's an interesting question. Of course, time will tell. And over time, we'll be able to see what the decision was made and why the decision was made because Dion records everything. So they'll tell us. But I just thought that was an interesting, interesting topic. What would you do? What would you do if you were Shador? What would you do if you were Dion? What would you do if you were Shiloh? Help dad? Help myself? Help myself? Help dad? We don't need the money. Can go get more money. We don't need the press. But it's time for me to do my own thing. We came together. But I'm out. At some point in time, you have to cut the proverbial umbilical cord. This is going to be something that I follow for the rest of the year. What do you do? They, they, they probably have a really solid relationship. What do you do? It's an interesting, interesting topic that I cannot wait to find the answer to. All right, y'all. That's it for me, man. I appreciate you. Remember, like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. Um, we're growing. We're building. We're rising to the top. Like we're, this thing is, is real. I'm passionate about it. I love it. I hope that you love it. I hope that I made you laugh. I hope that I gave you information. I hope that you leave this show encouraged, laughed, 
information you probably call me stupid crazy whatever it may be i hope that you went through an emotion if i invoked an emotion that you went through today i did my job hopefully they're all positive emotions but yeah this is what i enjoy to do i hope that you enjoy me doing it let's do this together we're in this together you and i us let's ride let's go let's look back on this thing in a couple years and be like man i remember when and I've been rocking with him since. I won't forget. I'll read the comments. Good ones, bad ones. You won't break my soul. You won't. No, but I, I appreciate everybody. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Come back and let's do this again another day. Let's do episode 15 together. Because 14 is a wrap. We're done. And remember, never let anyone tell you that their life is better than yours. Because it's your life. Eliminate the contingencies. All right, man. Thank you guys so much. Unfiltered with Jesse Holly. I'm out!